This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 151 of the Catholic Foodie, Cravings, a refreshing guide to freedom in Christ. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about a, a book, a book, an awesome book, a great book. It's about a Catholic who wrestles with food, self-image, and God. It's called Cravings, and it's written by a friend of mine, Mary Tourist Poost. And, uh, man, you talk about an awesome an awesome read here. Uh, lots of good stuff, and uh, really, I think, very pertinent to uh, the Catholic foodie. As a matter of fact, I, I said the other day as I was talking to someone else, I, I said, I think I found another Catholic foodie. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, Catholicism and food right here at the Catholic foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, and and what is the deal with Catholicism and food? You know, I wrote about that just the other day. I wrote about, you know, uh, something, I think it was called, uh, What's So Catholic About Food? And uh, we had a podcast episode about that as well. You know, and I am the Catholic foodie, right? I mean, that's, that was the, the, the whole deal, uh, this, this persona, uh, I, I guess, that I have created here, the Catholic foodie. And this is where food meets faith. But uh, I, I often... I think about this, you know, I, I often don't talk plainly about the food-faith connection. I usually just hint at it. Uh, then I give you a recipe, and maybe it's time, though, that, that we do talk about food and faith a bit more plainly. After all, as Catholics, our faith revolves around a meal. You know, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, and even before the institution of the Eucharist at the Last Supper, one of the defining annual celebrations of the Jews was a meal the Passover meal, the same celebration during which Jesus instituted the Eucharist the night before he died. And uh, I've said this before, I'll say it again. You know, if you look from Genesis to Revelation, food plays a major role in Scripture. Sin and death came into the world through eating. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate of the fruit of the tree of of knowledge of good and evil. But salvation comes to us through eating too. We see it... uh, First, in the Exodus, only those who ate the lamb, right? In the book of Exodus, only those who ate the lamb, uh, those safely inside homes marked with the blood of the lamb, only those survived. Only those survived. Uh, The story of the Passover meal and the salvation that came uh, from it was only a type of what was to come. And in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life. He says that whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood will have eternal life. And we see this come to pass at the Last Supper when Jesus institutes the Eucharist, giving us his very self as food. But it doesn't stop there, though. <laughs> as if that was not, you know, not enough. I mean, it doesn't stop there. Heaven itself is described in Scripture as the wedding feast of the Lamb, right? That's in Revelation, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Heaven is a feast. However, even though food plays such a prominent role in Scripture, many of us are locked into a love-hate relationship with food. And perhaps it's just a problem of affluence. You know, in the United States, uh, food is everywhere. We have drive throughs super Walmarts, and grocery stores galore. Vending machines are conveniently located in our schools, our colleges, our offices, and our hospitals. Not only do companies that produce food of various types spend thousands and even millions of dollars advertising on TV, we also have Food Network and the Cooking Channel to entertain us with food 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 
and make us hungry for more. And through all of this, America is obese. (laughs) And there are many who struggle with eating disorders. And it seems like everybody has food issues of some sort, food allergies, food intolerances, yo-yo dieting. And, And what about food production and processing? I mean, the chemicals, the steroids, the feedlots, I mean, goodness, the, the, the list goes on. Food, it, it really is a love-hate thing, I think, on so many different levels. But what if it really isn't about the food? <laughs> what if, at least on the personal level, some of the issues that we have with food really spawn from something deeper, something relational? In her latest book, Cravings, A Catholic Wrestles with Food, Self-Image, and God, Mary de Tourist Pust asks just that. Now, who is this Mary? Who is Mary de Tourist Pust? Well, Mary is an author, a columnist, a journalist, a speaker, and a blogger who has written for dozens of Catholic and secular publications. She's the author of Walking Together, Everyday Divine, The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Catholic Catechism, and Parenting a Grieving Child. Poost was a senior correspondent and contributing editor for our Sunday Visitor newspaper for 14 years and is a daily contributor to our Sunday Visitor's popular blog, OSV Daily Take. Her award-winning monthly column, Lifelines, has been published in Catholic New York since 2001. Poost also writes about family, faith, and a spiritual journey at her own blog, Not Strictly Spiritual, which you'll find at notstrictlyspiritual.com. She's worked for the dioceses of, uh, oh goodness, I don't know if I'll be able to even pronounce this. Medicin? Medicin? Is that correct? Medicin, New Jersey? And Austin, Texas. I can pronounce Austin because it's, you know, southern, I guess. I don't know. But Austin, Texas, as well as the Archdiocese of New York, and uh, uh, where she served as a managing editor of Catholic New York. She lives in upstate New York with her husband and three children, and she's also a Catholic foodie. (laughs) A a Catholic foodie who writes. (laughs) Now, Cravings, a Catholic wrestles with food, self-image, and God. Now, this is not your typical food diet health book. No way. With laser-like efficiency, this book cuts through the cluttered and conflicted dieting landscape and gets right to the heart of it all. And uh, here's a quote. I've got a quote here from the book. Cravings is not simply a food-focused book that dabbles in spirituality. It is a Christ-focused book that addresses the food issues that haunt so many of us, whether we are overweight, underweight, or exactly where we're supposed to be. Because sometimes, often, the number on the scale has nothing to do with the depth of the struggle. The physical hungers that lead to constant snacking and high-calorie meals often mask something much deeper, a spiritual hunger that can never be satisfied by anything we buy at the grocery store or whip up in a food processor. What can satisfy us once and for all? Only God can. So this path to wholeness will be centered on the one relationship that promises to free us from the constraints we put on ourselves through overeating or yo-yo dieting or self-loathing, from the things that prevent us from experiencing the peace and potential that is rightfully ours. End quote. So Cravings is a refreshing guide 
to freedom in Christ. Through this book, Mary de Tours Pust leads us on a journey to the truth of who God is and the truth of who we are. She leads us as a fellow companion, as one who struggles too. You know, as the, the publisher, uh, Ave Maria Press, explains on uh, their website, Pust provides an experienced and understanding companion as she guides readers down a path she continues to walk. From reaching for handfuls of candy when faced with tough life decisions to reaching for God instead. From a Catholic perspective, Pust illuminates the integral role of food in the faith. Ours is a faith centered on a meal, is a quote here. Ours is a faith centered on a meal. Day after day, week after week, we gather around a table to break bread with our spiritual family in much the same way we gather around the dinner table with our individual families each night. Cravings, they continue, cravings is a powerful companion in learning to look at body and spirit as two united parts of a whole, and in doing so, gaining self-awareness and self-acceptance. As Pust helps readers confront the fact that God truly does love us unconditionally, the need for external gratification diminishes, as does the urge to count calories. End quote. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome. You know, personally, reading this book was a powerful experience for me. It is not often that I cry when reading a book, but I cried more than once while reading Cravings. And why did I cry? Because the truth is beautiful. Because God is beautiful. You know, I've been writing and speaking about food, faith, and family since 2008. I see connections in Scripture, in the liturgy, and in Catholic practice that can really help families to grow in faith and love around the family table. And I get so excited when I meet other people who see the same thing. And Mary definitely sees it. You know, yesterday was the Feast of the Epiphany, or Twelfth Night, and uh, Mary was interviewed about cravings by CNN, which I think is pretty awesome, really awesome. What a, what a platform, huh, to talk about our Catholic faith and food and faith and, and everything else. So uh, Mary was interviewed by cravings, I mean, uh, about cravings by CNN. So I took a, a, a break from making my first king cake of the carnival season <laughs> when my wife Char told me that CNN had put the interview online. And Char and I watched it together, and guess what? We both cried. <laughs> Why? Well, again, the truth is beautiful. So let's, uh, let's take a listen. I do have the clip right here. I'm going to play that, let that run through. It's about three or four minutes long, which I was amazed, by the way, that CNN gave her that much time on this book. That's, that's just that, that's such a blessing, such a blessing. But again, I'm going to play it now. You'll hear the audio. Please do go to CatholicFoodie.com. Go to CatholicFoodie.com for the show notes on this episode, for this episode, right, Cravings. You're going to find that video embedded there. You'll find it on the website. So you can go and take a look and see Mary and see some of the pictures that they're going to show, and you can see it firsthand. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to this interview, Mary Detours Pust on Cravings, How God Can Help with Cravings by CNN. In your book, Cravings, um, you're kind of saying that, that we can take control of our eating and our lives by relinquishing control to God. Is that right? 
That's right, Randy. And it, it's a paradox. And yet it's a, it's a real challenge for most of us because we want to believe that we are in control of every aspect of our lives. And so we expend all of this energy, often using food, to try and do that. You know, if we lose five more pounds, I'm going to be the person I need to be. And we try all these different diets and all these different plans, but they often don't work. Or if they do, they don't last because we're not really getting to the heart of the matter, which is what are we hungry for? And if we have food issues, it's usually not, we're not hungry for potato chips and ice cream. We're hungry for self-acceptance or love or fulfillment in our lives. And those things really only come when we do some soul searching and connect with God and, and bring prayer into our life and maybe start establishing some new practices to replace the old habits. So in a sense, really, that's what we're craving, you're saying. Yes, I think oftentimes we're using food to fill a void for something much deeper. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's easier. It's easier to eat than it is to kind of do that searching we need to do. So how do you handle then that, that guilty feeling? You know, we see it all the time. We might uh, see a piece of chocolate and we love chocolate, but we say, oh, we can't eat that. How do you handle that? Right. I, I love food. I love to cook. And my blog even features a, a Foodie Friday recipe where I sh a recipe post where I share things every week. So I hope people come away from this understanding that this cravings, cravings is not about dieting so much as it's a celebration of food and that when we put food into its rightful place in our lives, we can enjoy it without the guilt. So if you love chocolate, eat chocolate, just don't eat chocolate all the time. And the Catholic faith kind of provides us with a template for that in that we have seasons of feasting and fasting. We don't always feast. And so we have to bring some balance to our lives. And again, that balance on a day-to-day -day basis tends to come when we are spiritually connected and mm. when we are connected to something bigger than ourselves. And you also write about um, turning to God to see our true selves, like when people think that they might look fat um, in, in pictures. In, in fact, can I share a picture uh, of you uh, from 1982? We happen to have one. Uh, and you were very, I want our, one of our oh, viewers to look right at ahead. this because <laughs> you were very critical of how you looked in this photo and anyone who's looking at that knows that you look fit and you look like you're in great shape so um how did you see yourself then and, and how do you how do you what do you get from god that helps you see the true picture there I think very few of us look in the mirror and see our true selves. You know, we tend to see our flaws magnified. And um, I can look at that picture now from 25 years ago and say, okay, I thought I was overweight then. Not only was I not overweight, I might have actually been thin. But at the time, I was seeing something that wasn't reality because I was seeing uh, what I wanted to be. And I didn't fit into what I wanted to be. And so I think what it comes down to, it tells people it's not necessarily only people who are overweight who have these issues. You could be exactly what the doctor says you're supposed to be. And that number on the scale can still define you. Uh, if you don't, if you're not satisfied on a deeper level. And so that's a lot of this has to do with um, self-acceptance. And that's not uh, not easy. And so we we need to turn to God because we can't do it on our own. Um, I want to ask you about this passage in the Bible that I understand really resonated uh, with you. It reads, you formed my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you so wonderfully. You made me wonderful are your works. What should people take away from that passage, Mary? Yeah, my first deep experience with that psalm was when I was on a retreat team for a women's retreat, and I was working with that psalm, and I have to tell you, every time I read it, I could feel walls of resistance going up, because quite frankly, I didn't think I was wonderfully made. And I think a lot of us probably feel that way. I would be wonderfully made if I was 20 pounds lighter, if I was a size four, if I had more money, if I had a different job. So oftentimes, we're not seeing ourselves as wonderfully made just as we are. And a big part of this is coming to understand that God loves us unconditionally, 
as we are right at this very moment. That doesn't mean we don't want to improve. It doesn't mean maybe we don't have to lose weight to get healthier, to get more fit, but that those things don't define us. The, our weight is not a barometer of our self-worth. And, and the clip got cut off. There was actually more there in the original uh, clip where she talked about the Eucharist, talked about Mass, and uh, but they clipped it for some reason at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. So uh, there is there is a link on in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com, and it, perhaps if we go to the um, uh, to, to CNN's page to watch it, we might see the whole thing, and it may not get cut off. But anyway, she did a fantastic job, didn't she? Wow. To have that much time to talk about the Catholic faith on CNN, that is a blessing. So uh, awesome. And a couple things going on, a couple things going on that you need to know about uh, with this, uh, the release of this book, Cravings. Uh, she's having a blog tour right now. It goes, I think, until the 20th of January, and I'm one of the first stops over at CatholicFoodie.com. Uh, blog tour, and there's a chance to win $100 Williams-Sonoma gift card. And you'll find more information over at CatholicFoodie.com. You'll be able to click on a link. It'll take you to a place where you can register every day to win uh, that $100 William sonoma gift card, um, uh, I guess they put, uh, they, well, you can, you can enter every day up until the 20th of January. Then after that, they're going to pick a winner. But you can also win a copy of Cravings. I happen to have a copy to give away. And to do that, you just got to make a, leave a comment in the comments over there, this post on, uh, for this episode over at catholicfoodie.com. So uh, please do uh, go over there and, and uh, leave a comment. You might be able to win a copy of this book. And not only am I looking for comments on that post, but I'm also looking for voice feedback. I love getting voice feedback, and I would love to hear from you. If, if you have a, a question, if you have uh, some inspirational story about food and faith in your family or whatever it may be, question about food, question about a recipe, please do give me a call, 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. That is my voice feedback line. You can leave a message there, and what that does, it enables me to, uh, it, it creates a little MP3 file, and I'm able to play that right here on the show. And that's a lot of fun because I always love hearing your voice. So give me a call, 985-635-4974. If you, uh, if you have an iPhone or an Android or you have the ability to record an MP3 file yourself on your computer, have at it. Go for it. <laughs> you can certainly do it that way and just email it to me at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. But for most folks, I guess the easiest thing is just to pick up the phone and give me a call, 985-635-4974. And uh, until next time, bon appetit.